today is the epiphany, or we can translate the manifestation of God to the world. We celebrate the visit of Magi to the newborn king. The Magi are not of Jewish heritage, and so they represent the Gentiles, the non-Jews. So today's solemnity acknowledges the epiphany, the revelation, the manifestation of God to the entire world, not just to a small group of people. Notice in our gospel that Matthew says that the Magi entered the house. They entered the house. We always depict the Magi arriving almost immediately following the birth of Christ um, to the stable, to the cave with Jesus lying in the manger like we we have here today. Um, But most likely, the Magi would have came later. Jesus is born. Eight days later, they go to um, the local synagogue. He's circumcised there. He's given his name. Um, Forty days after that, they actually go to Jerusalem for um, the presentation in the temple. And then they go back to Bethlehem. At this point, they would have found better accommodations a house. And so all the way from that point to maybe two years, um, within that time span, the Magi finally come and visit Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. There's a great tradition associated with this visit of the Magi, of the Epiphany. It's the blessing of homes and the chalking of doors. As the home was blessed by the presence of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, And as they welcomed the Magi into their home, may our homes be blessed by the presence of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And may our homes welcome all those who come to visit as well. I wrote about this this nice tradition in the bulletin this week, so please give it a read and even put together um, some Epiphany home blessing kits um, for you to take home. And I continue to be awful at estimating numbers, and so I probably don't have nearly enough today, but we'll have more next week. So uh, if you don't get a home kit to bring home today, you can take one home um, next week. But I really encourage you to take part in this great, great tradition. It's especially good for our kids and our families uh, to see and to bless our homes in this way. Now, what did the Magi do when they encountered the newborn king? What did they do when they met the God of the universe present in this child? Matthew says they prostrated themselves and did him homage. And then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold. Gold because he's a king. Frankincense because he is the high priest. And myrrh because he would die one day. In a word, they laid on the ground. They worshipped him. They offered him the best that they could offer. The Magi encountered God and they worshipped him. My friends, people, all of us, we are made to worship. We're hardwired for that. If we don't worship God, it's someone else or something else that we worship. If we don't worship God, then it's ourselves in some form, whether that be sports, money, honor, pleasure, food, or drink, or power. Humans are made to worship. We'll either worship God or we will worship ourselves in some form or fashion. When we worship God, things in general go better. 
in our personal lives, in our families, in our parish, in our church, and in the world. However, when we worship ourselves, things generally don't go as well. We see this more and more in the world today. So we as a people must continually reflect and examine ourselves in our lives, our homes, our families. To whom are we worshiping? Whom are we giving focus? Whom are we making the priority in our lives? Is it God or is it ourselves? And this even pertains to our liturgy, our liturgical worship. Is our worship truly focused on God, centered on God, or is it more focused on ourselves and our community? A week ago, Pope Benedict XVI died. This past week was flooded with coverage of his funeral, his legacy, and many other things concerning his life and death. I hope you're able to follow some of it, and I especially hope in the days and months ahead you can really come to know and appreciate Pope Benedict and what he did for our church. And today I just want to focus in on one thing, one part of his legacy, a very important part of his legacy, and it was his concern about the Catholic liturgy, our worship. He said and wrote repeatedly over and over again that Catholic worship had lost having God as its center, as its focus. In most places, God was no longer the center of worship. Worship was not about God. It was more about the people there, the community. And when liturgy, when worship isn't focused in on God, everything else falls apart. He wrote this in his later years. Quote, In the years that followed the Second Vatican Council, I became once again aware of the priority of God and of divine liturgy. The misunderstanding of the liturgical reform that has spread widely in the Catholic Church led to putting ever more in first place the aspect of instruction and that of one's own activity and creativity. The action of men led almost to forgetting the presence of God in such a situation it becomes ever clear that the existence of the church lives on the just, the righteous celebration of the liturgy, and that the church is in danger when the primacy of God does not appear anymore in the liturgy and therefore in life. The deepest cause of the crisis that has subverted the church is located in the effacing of the priority of God in the liturgy. All this led me to dedicate myself to the theme of the liturgy more widely than in the past, because I knew that the true renewal of the liturgy is a fundamental condition to the renewal of the church. There's a lot in that short paragraph, but maybe something to take away just today. The deepest cause of the crisis that has subverted the church is located in the effacing of the priority of God in the liturgy. If the one thing that is supposed to be about God isn't actually about God, then we are in trouble. It is fundamental that we realize that the Mass is not about us, it is about God. If you ask Catholics, fallen away Catholics who don't come or don't come that often, 
where they struggle with the mass, nine times out of ten, what will they say? Oh, I don't get anything out of it. Or my kids, my children don't get anything out of it. And what should our response be? Maybe it's okay. It's okay if it's not about you. Because the Mass isn't supposed to be about you. It's about God. The priority is God. When we are concerned about what we get out of Mass or what the children are getting out of Mass or who gets to do this or that during the Mass, whether we like the music or not, or even whether we like the homily or not, when we are focused on those concerns, then is our worship truly about God? If these are concerns, is God really the priority of our liturgy? Or rather, are we making ourselves the center and the focus? Rather, the question needs to be, is God the focus? Is God the center of the Mass? Is God being worshipped as he desires to be worshipped? Is God the priority? And this is so freeing, as it is any part of my life. When we take the focus off ourselves, when I'm not concerned about myself, but on the other, there's great freedom. Why? Because then I don't get bent out of shape when things don't go my way or things don't please me or please my tastes. The lives of the saints give great witness to this. When I come to Mass, not worried about myself, but focused on worshiping God, there's great freedom and fulfillment because when Mass doesn't fit my tastes, because believe me, Mass will never totally be the way we like it, It won't ever even be the way that I, as a priest, like it. Even if Mass isn't the way we would prefer it to be, I can still find great peace, knowing I'm worshiping God. And God, He is pleased with me. He is pleased with you being here, offering yourselves and offering the sacrifice of the Mass. Remember, the Mass is an offering of a sacrifice. Jesus becomes present under the appearance of bread and wine on this altar. And through the hands of the priests, we offer him to the Father. We unite ourselves with that offering, offering him ourselves, all our pains, our fears, our struggles, our challenges, our very hearts and souls to the Father. We glorify God by offering the sacrifice. And in response, God sanctifies us. He makes you holy through that offering. And brothers and sisters, when we get this, when we truly understand the purpose of the Mass as the glorification of God by the offering of the living Christ, when we come to Mass with this attitude, with this disposition focused on God and not ourselves, then truly our experience of the Mass will be all the more fulfilling. We will find great peace, even if the details are not according to our tastes. And watch out. When God becomes the priority of our worship, then God will become more and more the center of our lives, and things will go better. May we, like the Magi, when we come to meet God at the holy sacrifice of the Mass, prostrate ourselves, do him homage, offer our gifts, first the living Christ present on this altar, and then ourselves united with the living Christ to God the Father. May we make God the center of our worship. May we make God the center of our entire lives.